beautiful thinkers. Welcome to the Philosophical Thinkers podcast. So today's episode is going to be a diary sort of style episode. I'm not going to follow any structure or really give you guys any educational basis. This is just going to be me speaking from myself (laughs) and I will be speaking about my own views and my own opinions and a little bit of my own philosophy. So I want to start off this show with a quote. The quote will be from Socrates. By all means, marry. If you get a good wife, you'll become happy. If you get a bad one, you'll become a philosopher. So I actually really like this quote. I think it's kind of a funny quote because marriage is an interesting um, way of life. It's an interesting concept. It's an interesting institution. It's an interesting contract. I mean, marriage is very, very intricate and complicated. So I decided to make this episode about marriage and some of my philosophies about marriage, just kind of my outlook on marriage. I'm 22 years old and I am newlywed. So me and my husband, we got married. When was it? It was in 2018 so december 27th 2018 we got married so we've been married a little bit over a year and a half now and i've learned some things so i've acquired a few tips and tricks to this institution called married (laughs) well i should say marriage so i want to first talk a little bit more about that quote That's very interesting. So I want to talk about why does he say if you get a bad marriage, you become a philosopher. So that's a very interesting statement. And I like to think of it as a lot of times when bad things happen to us, when we encounter a season of whether it's depression or, you know, if it's if it's inward, if it's an emotional season where you're basically in a negative headspace, or even if it's in a if it's a physical season where you're in a negative atmosphere, there are that those situations are situations that really allow us to dig deep within ourselves and for us to see exactly who we are as people because naturally I realized that typically people who like philosophy and who like to think deep about things will kind of um, when trouble comes their way they'll seek comfort in themselves so they'll they usually have a more lively inner being and that's usually where they'll escape in times of trouble 
So I can imagine that a man who has a bad marriage, who is interested in philosophy, he has to then create reasons as to why he's in the predicament that he's in. And then not only that, but he also has to think for the other person, for the wife in the marriage, and think about why is it that she is doing these things? And why is it that it then hurts my feelings? And then you can, and then you can concoct a sort of solution that in a way can kind of alleviate some of the negative feelings that you are now feeling in that situation because you then know the reason and the cause for it so it's funny because me and my husband whenever we get in arguments I always try to look at the the background of the situation so I don't really like to look at the necessarily the situation I look I like to look at the reason like why is this being brought up are there specific things that maybe in my past um, that I've been through or even some insecurities that I might have that is then causing me to either feel this way about the situation or to lash out and be the cause of the issue. And a lot of times when you think about it, you can then realize that, well, yeah, actually, you know, I don't like when he does this because, you know, I'm actually a little bit insecure. And I feel like that him doing that is him sending me a message that he sees my insecurities as well. So um, I find that when you are in troubled states, like I said, whether it's emotional or physical, it then causes you to have to go within and look for meaning and look for reasons and there's and that's where reasoning get, goes behind as to why this is troubling you and it's interesting because there is a philosopher who I can't think of his name I'll have to look him up but there's a philosopher who believes that you should not have wine when you are in trouble. Actually, he believes in teetotaling. So basically, he doesn't think that you should drink at all. Because wine, it kind of alleviates your depression at that moment, or your melancholy at that moment. But in reality, you need to face the issue, you need to face the melancholy, and you need to figure out what is happening so you need a reason with yourself a lot of times it's funny because whenever my husband might ask me like a deep question like the other day he asked me why are you an introvert like no he didn't ask why are you an introvert he asked me well why do you not like to socialize it was something along those lines and I really didn't have the answer necessarily. I mean, I knew that I was an introvert, but I didn't know why. Okay, so why do introverts not talk to socialize? Why do we need to be recharged and need alone time? What is the actual source behind it? What is the reason behind that? And so I began to reason, but I reason out loud. So as I'm trying to answer his question, I had to answer it out loud and so I was kind of going in circles but I knew where I was going because I was kind of thinking out loud and I and I knew that when I got there I would get there (laughs) um and I told him I said you have to bear with me because I never reasoned with myself about this so now that you've asked me 
I need to now reason with myself. And I actually found out that I'm actually an auditory reader. I mean, an auditory learner. So I learn through hearing things. And so it's very important for me to speak things out in order to really absorb it and learn the information. So yeah, it's a very interesting thing right there. I really like that quote from Socrates. All right, so moving on into the episode. Now we're going to talk a little bit more about just marriage in general and young marriage and why I feel as if young marriage could be the greatest joy of your life, your greatest decision, or your biggest mistake. And I hope this episode will also shed some light on the great benefits of getting married and hopefully make marriage, I want to make a case for marriage because I feel like marriage is sort of looked down upon, especially in the young community and just people nowadays aren't really interested in the idea of marriage they may say well why do I need a piece of paper to declare my love for you and to declare my commitment to you and all of that so I'm hoping to maybe shed some life some light on why marriage is a good idea and also not only why marriage but why young marriage might be a good idea for some people Okay, so I want to first start off with just a little bit of marriage statistics. So, funny enough, the lowest infidelity rate, the lowest age of infidelity in marriages is the ages 18 to 29, which is interesting because before I saw that statistic, I kind of thought that the young kids would be more likely to... um, you know, not be ready to settle down when they're married, kind of like regret their decision, feel like they're young, and so then go out there and cheat. But in reality, it's actually the older you get, the more likely you are to cheat, which I guess also makes sense because, you know, the older you get, you guys probably been together for a long time, you know, things start sagging and all that kind of stuff. So I guess it kind of makes sense, but I wasn't really thinking about it in that sense. Sorry, my water bottle is crinkling. But another statistic, another statistic that I would like to read is 29% of first-time marriages were disputed within the first 10 years. So basically what that is saying that if you get married for the first time, only 29% of those marriages were either annulled, either... Um, divorced and there was another one but I can't think of another way where you would end a marriage so basically those marriages were ended so 29% actually isn't that often as people make it seem as if marriage is something that people are just divorcing from left to right and so it's interesting how people have this such fear of divorce, such fear of marriage because they feel as if it will in turn lead to divorce. But in reality, statistics just do not show that. And also statistics show that it's best to try to make it work your first time around because if you don't get it right your first time around, things will go downhill and statistics are just won't be on your side for how long your marriage will 
last. So, I think there's this really negative connotative when it comes to young marriage because there's this idea that young people aren't ready for marriage. And in reality, that is a very valid point because, you know, when you're young, you're just figuring things out. And to be completely honest with you guys, I've changed so much in such a small time frame. So... I met my husband when I was 15. Yes, we are high school sweethearts. And yes, we are each other's first everything. From the time I was 15, that 15-year-old that, that he met, to now that I'm 22, I've drastically changed. And I feel like when I entered in my 20s, I began to really find myself. Um, I'm, you know, a thinker. I love to think. And I'm a very introspective person, which means I really love to dig deep in myself. And I, and I strongly believe in the philosophy of you need to know yourself in order to know anyone else. And you need to love yourself in order to love anyone else. I strongly believe in that. And I strongly believe that people should be able to be alone you know, and be okay with it. So I think a lot of people get into relationships not having the ability to be alone. Now, as I mentioned before, I met my husband when I was 15. At that time, I was depressed. I met my husband in a state of depression, and it was mostly because I was alone, (laughs) which is kind of funny. Um, I've always been an introverted person. I've always been a solo person. I just, I like to be alone. But I never had to truly be alone because I had my sisters at home. So my sister that I was the closest with, she was my best friend. She ended up moving out. And it was just me. You know, my mom was there. And I had three little brothers. But they were way younger than me. And my mom, she was usually, you know with her husband and so it was really just me and I didn't have any friends (laughs) introvert issues um and INFP issues but I was depressed and I didn't have a social life and if any of you guys know about psychology you know that Social life is a necessity, especially in those formative years. Now, the formative years are usually in the early childhood years. But I truly believe that your middle school and your high school years are also very important years. I feel like your youth in general, just the whole portion of you being young, are just very, very primitive years. And not only that is I feel like each Each of them act as a phase in your life. And you develop certain habits and certain tendencies through these years. And so I just became super antisocial because, I don't know, I just was antisocial. And as a result of that, I was depressed and I was lonely. So, um... You know, I had to kind of force myself to be alone. When my sister left, when my sister left me, I, because she moved to a completely new state and she was my only best friend that I, that I had at that time. When she left, I was forced to be alone. 
but I met my husband. So there was a grieving period for my sister to leave, but I, I met my husband and we were going on dates and he was spending lots of time with me. And so my depression sort of just left because I, I then had some social life to me. Um, but then my, it kind of like my husband couldn't spend every second of the day with me. And I began to get needy. You know, I began to need him more and more and more. And I began to get addicted to this having another person there to just validate me, basically. You know, I got addicted to the idea of not being alone with me and my thoughts. And I realized that it was unhealthy. And I was a 16-year-old girl and I was telling him, you know, I've realized something, you know, I realized that I can't depend on you for my happiness. And I remember telling him that, you know, depending on someone else with your happiness is the most stupidest thing you could do because your joy and your happiness is basically what keeps you healthy. It's what keeps you alive and it's something that's so important. And so why would you entrust something that is that sacred, that is that important to you to someone else who can't even do as good of a job as you can why would you put that in someone else's hands and that's the thing you shouldn't you should put it in your hands because you know exactly how to cater to that specific need and only you can bring yourself that true lasting happiness And so from a very young age I realized that I need to detach and you know not detach because I don't know if you guys know about all the law, um, the love languages and the love theories. There's like the detachment theory. So not in that sort of way where it's unhealthy, but in a way where, God forbid, but if your spouse was to die today or tomorrow, if your spouse was to leave you today or tomorrow, you wouldn't fall apart to in the, in the way as if you would commit suicide. Because of course you're going to fall apart. I mean, You know, a part of you may feel like it's left, but not all of you. And for some women or even men, we have this tendency to rely and put our whole worth in our spouse so that when they do something bad or when they leave us, unfortunately, then when they leave or they hurt us, they take all of us and we have nothing else to give. And then as a result, you you're just a bitter person and you have nothing else to give and it takes a lot of therapy to really heal someone who's spent years and years and years putting their happiness into someone else's hands. So as a young person, you may not have the ability to see and to um, really self-evaluate your flaws. And the reality is no one is. So no matter the age, a lot of people haven't really developed that self-evaluation to the point where you can look in yourself and you can see what you're doing wrong in the relationship and what you need to fix. And also as a young person, you may not be able to see the red flags in other individuals. You know, you may be too gullible there's a lot of things that comes with youth and there's a lot of things that we associate with youth and a lot of it is to do with gullibleness in a sense you know not really knowing the the bad in the world but for me it was the quite opposite I grew up seeing my mom go from you know 
experiencing a lot of terrible relationships and my sisters as well and I feel like that is what really led me to want to be different you know from my sisters and from my mother and wanting to find a different path that wasn't obvious to the eye and I knew that in order for me to do that I needed to dig within myself and I knew also that I needed to be the person that I wanted to marry you know because how can I expect someone to marry me if I'm not even someone that I like so I knew I needed to be someone that I liked in order to be liked by someone else which is also something that you might not have developed you might not have developed your character at a young age and so that might be also a reason why you shouldn't get married so after all of this i think we can conclude that the idea of getting married and being ready for marriage is sort of a stupid term or sort of a stupid um criteria to merit to 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 the decision to get married because in reality no one's truly ready for marriage however some people are more mature therefore they'll be able to handle marriage better so the idea of you're too young for marriage really what people are trying to say is they don't think that you are mature enough for marriage. I know people in my life who got married at old ages, at much older ages, and didn't it didn't work out. They got divorced. And so this idea that because you're young, you're going to get divorced quicker isn't necessarily it's not a sustainable argument because there are many flaws to it and just as and just as I can't come here and say that everyone should get married young, because as you can see, I just mapped out a few things that are necessary, in my opinion, for you to succeed in marriage. And a lot of times as I'm talking with people, I can see, especially if they're young, I could see if they're really ready for marriage. And it's just the way that they speak about themselves and the way they speak about the person who they're with or the way they speak about relationships. You can really see where their maturity is and where their head's at. And you can see pretty quickly that their head is in the right space. You know, marriage is work. And a lot of times young young adults aren't ready for work they don't want responsibility and marriage most definitely is responsibility and I won't even just say young people but older people too aren't ready so I would like this whole idea of putting an age on when you should get married needs to be put away it needs to be done away and we need to be taught that you need to be mature in order to get married and age does not equate to maturity um so let's talk about some pros to getting married young um and i'm gonna conclude the episode with the pros to getting married young because i feel like i've been on this really long (laughs) i've been talking for a minute but some pros to getting married young is you'll likely not have that many partners so the idea that you need a date around is outdated you know people say that the idea of staying married i mean staying with one guy or only being with one person is outdated but i feel like just as much as that's outdated so is this idea that you need to test waters and you need a date around is definitely outdated and listen my household was basically like a science experiment for me it was like 
a freaking philosophy class. I have four other sisters and a mother. And these were all single women who were dating all while I was growing up with them because they're all a lot older than me. And I was able to see that dating around actually does nothing. And in fact, statistics show that if you date around, like you're more likely. And if you push off marriage or you push off settling down, by the age of 30, if you haven't, if you're not dating someone, you're most likely not going to get married. So that means that you need to get in a serious relationship in your 20s and get on your way to getting married in your 20s. So this whole notion that you need to date around and test the waters is what is making marriage fail today it is what is making relationships fail today it is probably one of the leading causes of depression i didn't look that up but i'm just gonna say it um that's just my personal opinion and so i really would recommend not to do that and let's think, let's get it behind the the psychology or philosophy behind the idea of not dating around so i know that a lot of you maybe heard of the tape analogy that if you stick the tape first on it's nice and fresh and it sticks but as you continue to pull it off and stick it back on and to pull it off and stick it back on that it becomes less sticky and this is the idea to sex this is the idea to emotional um, availability for your partner this pertains to a lot when it comes to relationships the more you wear and tear at your emotional well-being you know you jump from this guy from this guy from this guy or this girl from this girl to this girl you are wearing yourself out so that when you finally want to settle down you're going to have a lot less patience and a lot less luck and a lot less understanding because you've been through it too many times and the experience itself isn't as good as it would have been if it would have been just your first time so it's best to not date around. So getting married young, like I said, it means that you won't have enough partners. You won't have a lot of partners. And let's be real here. We as human beings, we like to compare. And so you won't have anything to compare anything to. So you won't be comparing, you know, sex with one partner to sex with another partner or, oh, my ex didn't do this or my ex didn't do this. You won't, have, you won't have any comparisons. So you'll be happy with what you have. It's this idea of having all these options and reality results to there really not being any choices. There's a quote, which I can't think of the quote, but it just really kind of opened my eyes to this idea of so many options is really making us insane. And that having a small amount of options are the best for our sanity and for our happiness and another thing that is good for getting married young is that you don't have habits most likely if you're getting married young you guys are going to move in together for the first time and that's probably the first time you're even going to be leaving your parents house you guys are probably going to both be leaving your parents house for the first time which means now you are going to create habits that are your habits and you won't have a way of doing the dishes that you specifically do and he won't have the way of doing the dishes that he specifically does you both will have you both will have to create a way of living together 
so those are some of the things i'm pretty sure i could come up with a lot more but i've been talking for so long now um i could talk long and long about marriage i have so many ideas behind marriage so many philosophies behind marriage but today was just kind of a case for against just all things marriage i'm sure there's so much more i could have talked about but this will be the conclusion of today's episode thank you guys so much for listening and i will see you guys next time all right stay thinking my beautiful thinkers